Hey, 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 everybody. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Talk Cash or Don't Speak podcast. I'm your host, John Odebo, also known as Johnny Debs. Hope you're ready for today's episode. Let's get it. People, you are tuned into a rant-style personal finance podcast. If you're looking for someone to get in your face about personal finance and investing topics, I'm definitely your guy. The motto on this show is talk cash or don't speak. Hey, yo, hey, yo, what's going on, people? Happy Talk Cash Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in. We got another episode of the Talk Cash or Don't Speak podcast, the Talk Cash or Don't Speak podcast, and... I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you sharing with a friend. This episode, it is Thanksgiving week. Woo! Thanksgiving week, people. What is going on? What are we thankful for? You know what? Started this week, the World Cup. I am so thankful for the World Cup. I love football. Soccer for the Americans listening that are going to be stubborn and try to argue on that one. But I love watching some football, man. It's a ooh, it's a good time of the year. Sports in general are just taking off right now. Um, it's interesting. I was watching something the other day that was like anti-sports. It was like, you know, if you're like sports are a distraction. And I, I actually agree with this, but like we need some distractions. Like can't people just have some fucking hobbies without everything being so personal development for uh, go get your money up, go work hard these days. The hustle culture, I I try to give a bit of balance because if I think about where I personally stand on the matter, if I think about where I personally stand on the matter, I am a bit of work and a bit of play, right? Like I, I believe that like, I just don't want to hear excuses. So if you're someone who doesn't work at like 110, 120% of your potential, even 100% of your potential. If you're capping out at like 60% of like what you could really be producing as a human, value-wise, effort-wise, input-wise, intelligence-wise, whatever, that's fine. But I just don't want to hear those same people be like, oh, this should have happened, that should have happened. Dog, you didn't even put in 100%. So... That's kind of my my thoughts there. But the hustle culture that's promoted online is these days it will make you feel so bad if you're not working 12-hour days, 14-hour days. And I and I talk about this a lot, right? I'm like, if your money is not where you, you want it to be, work harder. Go make more. Go put in extra time and effort. And I don't believe that humans are supposed to work all the time. That's for certain people who like want to do that. I personally have a lot of big goals. I want to live an extraordinary life. So I have to put in the time and effort to do that. But not everybody wants to do that. Not everybody wants the over-extraordinary life. And I, we don't need to be working 14-hour days, right? Uh, but there's there's that option if you want to like change your circumstances. Some people have to work harder than others. That's facts. That's facts of life. But <laughs> for people to be posting online and being like, Sports are a waste of time. Sports are just a distraction. I I kind of agree with them being a distraction, right? Like we get the same rush 
is when we like of dopamine and, and other neurotransmitters and chemicals in our brain, when we see a sports team win a championship that we support almost to the same extent as if we were to be on that team and win the championship ourselves. That's pretty crazy, right? That shows how effective sports are. So I, it's understandable why we love them. We are associating ourselves with the team. But here's, I, and so I, I definitely see how it can be a distraction because we're like, oh, my sports team is doing well. It's like, bro, you live in, you live in a trailer, right? Like, and that's not anything wrong with living in a trailer if you're like, okay with that, I guess. But, um, you know, mobile homes in Florida are a flex, big move, lots of mobile home communities down there. And if you're into real estate investing, mobile homes have taken over in like the bigger pockets forums over the last couple of years. Um, but I definitely think that sports can be a distraction, but I also think that we have to have some joy and pleasure in life. So I like sports. I love soccer, um, to tell people watching sports is stupid. Like maybe you just cut back. Maybe you just don't need to watch sports 24 seven, the baseball game, the basketball game, the football game. Like, what do you have going for yourself? I definitely agree that it's like an argument to be made. I just don't I, like people got to enjoy their life. Right. So I'm enjoying my life. My sleep schedule is absolutely screwed right now because of the World Cup. It is hosted in Qatar in the Middle East. For those who do not know, this is the most expensive World Cup in history. And that kind of makes sense because with all the oil money and everything that's out there in the Middle East, it would make sense, right? Like we associate the Middle East with money, I think, for most people. I think, well, there's two types of the Middle East, right? <laughs> there's the war struck Middle East and then there's these lavish Middle Eastern countries that were desert and now are totally being um, like redesigned like Dubai and shit. I've been to Dubai, fucking love it. Lovely, lovely uh, city. And the UAE in general, like I think on the Western world, we're taught to not necessarily hate, but to just criticize the Middle East and the culture there because it is so different from ours, so much more extreme, so much more conservative. Um uh, it's just a different culture. They would look at us and be like, we're fucking idiots who watch social media four hours a day and, and don't accomplish anything. So I don't know. I There's this natural tension between the Western world and the Eastern world. But um, this World Cup has a lot of controversy around it. So it's the most expensive World Cup in history. And I think that's because, well, there was like no infrastructure. They're almost starting from scratch. Out of there's seven World Cup stadiums, sorry, eight World Cup stadiums right now in Qatar. Seven of those are brand new. Normally, a country has to build a couple new stadiums to be able to support a World Cup, or maybe they have an Olympic stadium or two that they build when they're hosting the Olympics that they repurpose for World Cups and stuff. But $300 billion in the last year was invested in Qatar. That makes it the most expensive World Cup in history. 10 billion of that, so only 10 billion out of 300 went to stadiums, uh, the rest obviously infrastructure and stuff. 20, 000, uh, there's 20,000 new hotel rooms being built, 1,100 miles of new road being built. There's 100 daily flights going in and out of Doha, which is like the main city there in Qatar. And there's the surrounding cities of the country or the countries surrounding Qatar. So there's Kuwait City in Kuwait. There's Muscat in Oman, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Riyadh, 
all major cities right around Qatar that people are flying into daily, they had 100 return flights. And that makes sense. That's chic money, check money. But then also maybe some people just don't want to stay in Qatar. I, I think this is an opportunity for the world to really see the Eastern world and Qatar. And I that's because uh, like we have misconceptions in what the media shows us. And by now in 2022, we should note the media is lying to us probably like 60% of the time at least to push whatever agenda that they're being told to push. I, it's an it's a learning opportunity, and I feel like that's what the benefit of these events are. The World Cup, the Olympics, is a chance to learn about new cultures. So really, uh, it's a really beautiful opportunity for people who may never travel to that part of the world to embrace that culture. And in Qatar, Luzai, which is like, it was desert 10 years ago, there's $45 billion put into that in terms of building the maiden stadium, which is where the final will be, the city center, um, you know, that's all, all the stuff kind of going to that. The Doha had to be the metropolitan area of Doha had to kind of be redeveloped. And that was 36 billion, 15 billion on just airport renovations. But it's a chance for us on the Western world to look at the Eastern world and not as not an enemy, as not someone that's so different and radical, but like to learn, right? Here's the problem. There's a lot of controversy around the, the world cup. And I, I, I actually agree, right? First of all, it is so hot in the Middle East, ranging over like 100 degrees in the summer that we had to do the World Cup in the winter and disrupt all of the main footballing schedules that are usually going on. A lot of main players and key players for certain international teams have been injured as, as, soon, as recently as last week when they were playing teams for their, for their club. And for those who don't really understand, I was born in England. If I was a professional soccer player... Uh, and my, my dad's from Nigeria there. So I, I technically could play for Nigeria or England. If I played professional soccer, I would play for a club, for a club team, right? Think Seattle Sounders, um, you know, New York Red Bull, Manchester United, Liverpool, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, AC Milan. Those are all club teams that cities have. Then there's an international team. So there's Italy, England, the USA. Brazil, Nigeria, you play. You can play for both. So you play for a club team and then the top players with English nationality, for example, are called up to the, to the team to play in the World Cup, to play in the European Championships. There's the African Cup of uh, – African Cup. There is um, the Oceanic Cup too, which is like, um, uh, you know, Oceanic countries obviously. Australia and New Zealand just going crazy over there. Um, so <clears throat> you can play for both. You can, And then eligibility-wise, you have to pick one international team or country. So a lot of players were playing for their club teams as recently as last week. And now because of the timing and everything, we're like, okay, time to go train with the international team. And the Premier League, the English Premier League, the MLS just ended, but... Um, Italian league, the Spanish league, La Liga, they are all put on hold for like a month, basically, while the World Cup happens. And so we're missing a lot of talent, which sucks, right? The World Cup only comes once every four years. It's a, a something that a player might only have one or two of in, in their career, depending on you know how good they are and how long they play. And us, as viewers, want to see the best talent. Then there's $300 billion of renovations and, and, uh, and development. Yo, who did that? Hmm. Now, now we get into some like rights topics. 
uh, about inhumane work conditions, migrant workers, the 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 way that people are kind of kept there to work in these conditions. This is a big uh, complaint about like Dubai as well. Like, oh, who built all those skyscrapers? So what's kind of like the situation is that like people will come promised money from maybe like a smaller Middle Eastern country to Qatar, to Dubai, a major powerhouse. And they they take their passports. They take their passports and kind of hold it against them. And they make them work these contracts so that they, they can't leave. The workers cannot leave, even if they wanted to. So that is, you know, messed up. <laughs> and uh, that is like the, the situation that a lot of workers had to kind of work in. I think Brazil was the last World Cup and uh, had a lot of concerns about the working conditions there too. At the end of the day, Unfortunately, the wealth distribution in those Eastern Middle Eastern countries that have huge amounts of wealth, the inequality is almost bigger than America, which is hard to believe when you live in America and understand that like, you know, Jeff Bezos makes one hundred and seventy million dollars or one hundred and twenty billion dollars. Where did I even get one hundred and seventy million? One hundred and twenty billion dollars or he has a net worth of that. And then other people have a net worth of like a negative $100,000 because of student loan debt, even though they work 40 hours a week. That's like that option, right? Comparison-wise, then there's like the homeless issues that are taking place in every major city. So the wealth inequality is pretty big in America. In those countries, it's even bigger. Then there's LGBTQT rights, which is obviously a huge push in the Western world. And in the Middle East, not so much. They're not having that. They don't play that shit. So this is where like I, I'm torn because I did not want – I'm not a fan of this World Cup. Let me make that clear. Um, with the disruption of the main leagues, the injuries that have happened, the conditions that were used to build and create the World Cup uh, infrastructure that is happening right now are very shady and uh, ethically concerning. But like – when it comes to the like we it's a chance to learn about another culture so then there's like all these countries european and such that are like we're gonna wear pride armbands and wear like lgbtqt stuff and while i'm all for like promoting that kind of thing right we've seen it over the last couple of years kneeling in the nfl for the national anthem um, in the Premier League, they all wear uh, bands that are like stamp out racism or like say no to racism or no place for hate, things like that. Um, for a while, they were doing a knee for like the first minute of every game to bring awareness to like so, uh, social and uh, racial inequality and such. But we're going to a place not that they're like, yeah, you can be gay, but we'll persecute you for it. It's literally against their culture and religion that is so prevalent there. So we're not going to go to a whole other part of the world and change their mind. It, it, it's implying the Western world is right and the Eastern world is wrong. And if you think that, then that's quite an ignorant thought. It's just different, right? They have their thoughts based in religion. And I know that's crazy because in the Western world, I feel like religion is almost uh, ostracized these days. Like it, in a, if working in a tech company, for example, and you're like, oh, I'm a conservative Christian, I feel like people will just like mock you openly 
because your your values are so are going to differ so much from like that world right the liberal world so people look at religion as like backwards which in some senses it is but the eastern world has they they don't want to be part of the western world and when we look at like happiness for some people maybe the women can't go to like school but they're taken care of right like it's like the anti-feminism approach over there so to go over there and and rub it in their faces that we are promoting lgbtq freedom and equality of rights which i'm all for but like to go over there and 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 preach that and rub it in their face i don't think that's the move so there's been a lot of pushback there drinking like alcohol there's a lot of concern about that too so the stadiums do not have alcohol and beer for sale even though they said they were going to have it for sale you know where it is for sale though in the rich seats in the high class seats there so that's a definitely a contradiction it's not like it's like about their culture at that point it's just like if you have enough money you can drink I would be okay with them having a world cup where you can't drink beer. That's crazy. Cause we associate football and beer together in like so many countries like England, but you're not allowed to drink alcohol in uh, sec stadiums and college football stadiums. I don't think so we, we get used to it there. You obviously drink a bunch before and that's the idea of tailgating, but yo, you alcoholics. And I, I like to drink, right. But I am also cutting back. You can, you can't go a month without drinking. Then don't go to the World Cup. That's kind of my thinking there. I just don't like the fact that like the people if you pay enough money for a special seat, then you can you can you can buy alcohol there. So that's also kind of messed up. But otherwise, I would love. I mean, I think we can go a month, learn about the Eastern world, not preach LGBTQT rights over there, and not drink for a month. But the there's the combination of all this has made it a very hated and controversial not hated but controversial World Cup. And then there's the time difference. There's a couple games at 3 a.m. this week. Brutal. I'm not watching those ones. But I have been waking up at 6 to watch the game so far. 6, 9, 12 in, in uh, Denver Mountain Time is when they are. 6 a.m., 9 p.m., 9 a.m. And that's not always a crazy thing. That's just part of the World Cup taking place in different parts of the world. But yeah, so a lot of controversy around the World Cup um it's super interesting to see how it plays out as we go on we're just in the first couple of days now i would say it has been an interesting world cup so far and they have air conditioning going into all these stadiums uh the commentators were saying the other day that like it's actually cooler like they're they're at like the guy had a bit of a draft like it was a little cold as a commentator and that's really funny to think about there because it's you know sweltering heat outside going on outside I mentioned I'm going to I'm going to shift from the World Cup now because I could talk about that all day long. But we're going to shift a little bit. Um, people always uh, when we talk about wealth, right, people always like to criticize what people do with their wealth. People are like, oh, the World Hunger Association was like, oh, if Elon Musk donated just two percent of his wealth, then we would get rid of world hunger. And I think it worked out to like a, a billion dollars, like maybe like two billion dollars. The World Hunger Organization has received $9 billion in funding um, <laughs> over the past, and the, we still have world hunger, so that's stupid, right? People always like to crit, And then Elon retorted back, this was years ago, um, retorted back like, hey, send me a plan exactly publicly, and, and we, can, we can fund that. Called their bluff. They never got back to him. So anyway, Jeff Bezos always is under a lot of scrutiny because he never donates a lot of money. I mean, we he might donate more than we know, but like 
uh, the giving pledge is a big thing where like his wife and Bill Gates, one of the Gates, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to donate. It's like over half of their wealth, right? To charity. So Jeff Bezos made that pledge, his $120 billion plus wealth, the majority would be donated to charity. Then that same week, Amazon laid off 10,000 workers. <laughs> uh, man, Amazon struggling right now. It's a great stock long-term still, I believe. They want to own everything. But, um, you know, it's something that's not working and losing them $10 billion every single year. Alexa and their devices get bet. $10 billion lost this year, 2022. <clears throat> now, here's the thing. If you look at the big picture, when Amazon bought Roomba, they weren't just buying it for a cool automated vacuum. Is to get a layout of your, its data, getting a layout of the um, of your house so that they can sell you more. It's about services so you can be Alexa, start my room Roomba. So Alexa in general, I don't think people are like ordering through Alexa. That's that was a like a a fallacy to think that that was going to happen because when you go to Amazon, what happens? I I search athletic shorts, athletic sneakers, bikes. Ten thousand different results come up. So to trust Alexa to go and make that purchase and just be like, Alexa, buy a bike. I don't even know what that process would look like. <laughs> How would they, you know, decide which one? The devices, to me, were something they were willing to lose money on so they could get you on services using Alexa and such. But um, a lot of those layoffs came in the voices and devices department. So uh, Alexa, and then like, the the homes and such like that. In general, tech is just doing bad. I'm going to address the elephant in the room here. I'm a little scared. We are going through a huge amount of layoffs right now. It feels like almost every tech company is doing a layoff of some form. I mean, Lyft, 13, 14% of their workforce, Stripe, 14% of their workforce, open door that's a mix of like real estate and tech but i mean they made a big bet that's 18 percent. they just did 18 percent layoffs twitter elon musk cut the workforce in half then called some of the people back and then now is telling people you need to come into the office and if you don't want to work hard you got to leave which i don't think is necessarily a terrible thing we're very pampered in tech but like I think his way of going about it is crazy. I'm honestly sick of talking about Elon Musk over the last couple of weeks. I feel like his ego is really leading a lot of these decisions. Normally, you should study a business for a little bit. Elon is basically just, I, I feel like he gets an ego rush from being in the press, which is fine. But like you're making business decisions that then affect other people's lives because of that. And so Tesla is now doing bad because... Uh, stock-wise, because people are like, okay, Elon's focused on Twitter and he's just erratic and making emotional decisions. I sold my Tesla shares. Um, I think I ended up making like a 50% profit because I've been holding for a while. And that was up to like 90%. I'd gone through two top stock splits with them. So Amazon just laid off, back to the layoffs. So Amazon did 10% layoffs. Meta laid off a bunch of people. Salesforce laid off a bunch of people. I mean, it's uh, thousands of people in each of these companies sometimes. And I've been preaching tech here on this podcast. If 
field to get into tech. So it's like, you know, what, what, what the hell? Tech is a great place to be still. And I feel like if you get laid off from Twitter, the, the, the terms that they made were very amicable for the, for there was like three months of severance and plenty of time to find somewhere else. I feel like if you're working at one of these companies, it won't be necessarily hard for you to find a job elsewhere. But some people are, that's like a, a small microcosmic view to take because people are moving for some of these jobs. Right. And getting laid off, getting fired is one of the most stressful events in your life. I think they say death moving and getting fired are like the three most stressful events in one's life. That takes a huge toll. And some people do associate their work with their job or their, their worth with their work which I wouldn't recommend. But then when you're laid off, you're basically told you're suboptimal, which is not the case. Layoffs really are saying more about the company and the economic times than you as a worker. And there are different ways that companies do layoffs. Sometimes people say that they go for people who are like ex really more experienced and have been at the company for a while and have really big, potentially bloated salaries over that time. Some say it's the first in, first out, or most recent hires that are first to go. Others say it's just performance based and then they cut the top, the bottom 20% or, you know, the bottom 50%. There's many ways it can go. So that's what's really stressful, right? Like not knowing, okay, am I the highest paid but top performer on my team? Then like, does that mean I get cut? It's hard to say that they would fire a top performer, but you might be double what the next second best performer is. You may be double, uh, in terms of compensation than what the next highest worker is. So it makes more sense to get rid of you. And then that person is cheaper, uh, but still operating at a pretty high level, just not as effective as a level as you were. So it's really stressful to know what's happening. Um, I'm worried about it. I'm worried myself, right? Like, um, I don't know if any tech company is safe. I was talking with buddies who work at a different tech company the other day. And they're like, I mean, he's like, I'm just waiting every day for like a, an ominous email that comes through. That's fucking crazy. The best thing you can do is be vigilant. Go about your work still, right? Like keep doing your job and, and keep doing your job well. Now's the time to lock in and really focus. Um, and then at the same time, don't you don't necessarily have to cut back in your personal life. But I would do that right now anyway, because cash is going to be really beneficial over the next year or so. Because you'll be able to buy. I mean, right now you can buy stocks at a discount. Recessions are where rich, rich and wealthy people make their buck. You got to have cash laying around to do that. And if you don't get laid off, then if you can pull back a little bit on spending, then that cash can go to be good. Go to good work. Worth. Go to good. Go to work. Sorry. Go to work for you. If you do get laid off and that cash is going to come in handy. So no major luxuries. I think even Jeff Bezos was like, I wouldn't spend money on any major luxuries right now, like a new car or anything like that. Jeff Bezos, who wants us to spend money at Amazon as a retailer, retail shopper. But yeah, so cut back on spending if you can. I'm going to give you an example of some things that I'm doing right now, all right? Um, I and these are going to seem minuscule. I wanted to buy a luxury watch a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, I guess at this point. And I didn't, I held off. I'm really thankful I did. By luxury, I'm not talking like a Rolex for like 15,000 or so. I wanted to, I wanted to buy an Omega, which is like 5,000 or a two door, which is like two, 3,000. 
or so it would it would be pretty expensive still that's a lot to spend on a watch but i've been wanting one for a couple of years i was like oh maybe it's a good time i'm really happy i didn't now so i'm gonna hold off on that for a while i have some bonuses coming hopefully in like april that could be a good time that's right around my birthday too if i can hold out till april not get laid off until then and and hit some bonus numbers at work then that could be really good Airbnb should be going then too. So I'm hopefully reducing my uh, my my biggest cost, which is living expenses and and uh, my mortgage. Um, so that's that's one thing. I'm happy I didn't make that purchase pull the trigger there. Car wash. I want to get a car wash subscription. I'm trying to just not get any stupid subscriptions right now. Um, like I I kind of want to join like ClassPass or do some yoga throughout the week. Just do some different types of workouts that I than what I normally do. That's another twenty to fifty dollar commitment a month. That usually you have to pay a little bit up front too, so it makes it worthwhile to stay there for the year. I'm not changing anything there. I'm not. I'm not doing that right now. I'm holding off on that because that's again. Once you add these subscriptions, you're you, you're less likely to <clears throat> to reduce them. So just don't add them in the first place unless you're like fully ready to to do that. Right. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to get a car wash subscription which is like 20 bucks a month it's like a couple minutes from my house that's not crazy right 20 dollars isn't gonna break the bank and i really not even notice it as we go into winter too it you know cars get so messy in the winter and when it snows a lot so but i'm gonna hold off on that for as long as i can because every month i don't do that it's 20 dollars back in my pocket it's been like three months i moved to this area in july and i wanted to get it like in august and so let's see, August, September, October, November, that's four months. That's 80 bucks I've saved right there by not doing that. And how many times was I going to get my car washed, right? You can put that off. Yesterday when driving, funny thing about the car. Um, so I've had some issues with my car this year. In January, my gas tank was drilled and I guess we could call it vandalized, but people tried to siphon and steal gas when I was at a movie theater. Not even in like the most sketchy area either. So frustrating. That was like $1,500 to fix insurance, right? So $500 deductible out of my pocket. Then around like April, might've been March, April, I got in a car accident. I rear-ended someone. It wasn't a major car accident, luckily, but I needed fixing uh, some edits on my car. That was like $1,000 there. So another $500 deductible. And then... Just uh, a month or two ago, I got a check engine light. I'm like, oh no, here we go. I take it in and I don't really even know what happened. It was something wrong with like the engine. It was like $510 to fix total at the dealership. It was like $200 just for them to run a diagnostic. I was so fucking frustrated. But $500 there, I did not run that through insurance. So that's $1,500 on my car outside of insurance with those accidents earlier on in the year, my insurance went from 140 a month to 160 a month. And uh, I'm sick of it. I fucking am sick of it, man. I hate I hate cars. I hate spending money on cars. So then yesterday I'm driving and a rock bumps up, hops up and uh, cracks my windshield. There's a little tiny crack in it now. I'll live. I'm not putting more money into that car right now. But that'll probably be another like maybe like 100 or $200 to fix. Who knows? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. So I'm not trying to spend money on a car wash right now. But I probably will over the next like, month or two. I don't know. We'll see if I can hold out. I don't know. I'd like to hold out. 
here's my thing. If I go get a car wash, that's 15 to 20 bucks. So 20 bucks for a subscription of unlimited car washes is a really good deal to me. You use it twice in the winter when your car looks like shit. And it'll also hopefully protect the rust and everything. But like, I'm just over putting money into my car. I don't know. Um, I did go to the casino this weekend. I was comped a room at a casino around Denver area. So I was like, hell yeah, it's free. 50 minute drive. Let's do it. Spend the night there. Why not? Let's go crazy. I uh, I brought out $200 to gamble. I had $100 cash on me already. So it was like 300 total. I wasn't planning on using the 100. And I went back and forth on blackjack all night, never really getting too far ahead. I'd gotten up to like 325 at the most on that $200, initial $200 investment. And then I lost the 200. And then uh, I ended up going to the, my pocket for the extra 100. And I only left a 50 of that. So I lost $250 in the at the casino this weekend. And normally I I do well at the casino. It's blackjack. I'm very methodical. And I try to just sit there until I win. I mean, I was there from like 11 o'clock on the tables until 4 a.m. That's five hours. And I, I lost 250 bucks. Wasn't my night. But that was, you know, risky there with the $300. I thought I was going to make it back. So, you know, that was an investment in my mind. <laughs> Um, now is not the time to be making any major purchases, boat, car, house upgrades. Maybe you can hold off for a bit. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just time to be a little calm on that stuff. All right. Um, funny enough, Walmart is now experiencing a huge growth. In there, uh, this relates to like people cutting their spending or spending less, right? Um, Walmart is experiencing double-digit growth, and um, in their grocery department, retail is down, as you can expect in kind of the way things are. People are kind of walking past the electronics section, walking past the AirPods, going to the grocery store or the grocery portion of it. A quarter of that, sorry, three quarters of that, 75% of that is households over $100,000, making hundred over $100,000 in income. I thought this was super interesting. Um, I just got a new credit card, an American Express Platinum, probably not the best decision either, $700 annual fee. But um, one of the benefits of that, perks of that is a Walmart Plus subscription. So I'm going to sign up for that. I don't know, well, I'm not going to go grocery shopping at Walmart. I still have like kind of like that eerie vibe about getting groceries at Walmart. It's kind of messed up, I guess, on my part. But um, I don't I don't think saving $20 is worth going. I, I don't know. We'll see. We will see, right? No one knows what's going to happen over the next couple months. But I just thought that was really interesting. So people who are making more than $100,000 are shopping more at Walmart than uh, they used to. And that is a sign of the economic times right there. If that says anything, for sure. Um, another budget. I want to talk about one more budget thing, budgeting thing, or like budget airline, I guess. Frontier, right? I was going to make a post on this. I figured I'll just cover it on the podcast. Frontier is now offering a flight plan. It's like an unlimited flight plan. All you can fly, technically, quote unquote, all you can fly for $600 a year. All you can. That sounds like a good deal on paper, right? Here's the thing. I, I want to talk a little bit about like my thoughts on this, why I don't think it is a good plan or why I just don't think it's as good 
as uh, people might think, right? So first of all, there's it only starts in May 2023. So you have technically half a year, just over half a year. That's really not that big of a deal still if it's all you can fly for $600. There's over 50 days of blackout dates over the year, and most of them are holidays. Memorial Day weekend, 4th of July weekend, you can't fly those weekends. So then that's a lot of the time that people fly and travel would want to use that. So it narrows your usage right there. And keep in mind, this is a subscription. I told you guys why companies love subscriptions. It's unlikely that you will cancel it. People forget about it. They're cancel. They're banging banking on you not canceling it, and it's straight for the company to. It's guaranteed revenue. It's a six hundred dollar annual fee. Here's the kicker: for that first year, it goes to a thousand automatically renewal, a thousand dollar annual renewal after that. So January 1, twenty twenty four, you're paying a thousand dollars, and again, they're banking on you forgetting that. So now you've sunk. The, you've spent another four hundred that you really thought you were paying 600. I think that's the fine print. I don't know how open and transparent they are about that. On top of this, you still have to pay for incidentals, extra charges, taxes. That's kind of normal because we expect to pay for like um, picking your seat, checking your bags, all that on budget airlines like Frontier and Spirit. But that just kind of mentions extra charges, taxes. What am I being taxed on? The full price of the flight, which is like $200, or are they like upping that to like $500, $600? What am I paying taxes on? It's not super transparent there. And that's that's kind of where, like, you know, it's a bit of a racket there. I'm interested to see what people are paying as like extra fees. And then next day flights is like the stipulation. So you get 10 days to book for an international flight and a domestic flight. You pretty much have to book it next day. So that immediately makes it hard availability-wise or for, for most people to use because most people aren't that flexible where they can just book a flight tomorrow. And then you have to talk about hotels. being. You just have to be super flexible. You're basically flying standby, but like it's 24-hour standby instead of like two-hour standby. I don't like it. If you're loyal and only fly Frontier and you do it three to four year, times a year, then that would probably make it worth it because it's like 150, 200. But like with all the extra fees... With the lack of um, planning allowed with it and with the blackout dates, it's not for me and I don't think it's for most people. The fact that – oh, and I'm, I'm, I said it was $1,000. i am pretty sure it's actually 2000 that it renews at. Let me check real quick here. Is it 1000 or 2000 Yes, yes. So I was being optimistic. It is $2,000 that it renews at. So it's an extra $1,400 that you're paying. You're getting this discount rate at $600. You're going to love the service and then pay $2,000 the next year, right? Or you're going to forget about it and pay the $2,000 the next year. Yeah, that's. I just. I think it's a no for most buy, most people, most flyers. Um, that's messed up. And Frontier doesn't even have Wi-Fi on any of their planes, any of their fleet. That that sucks. That that eliminates a lot of business travelers and flights right there. The seats are awful. Tiny. It's Frontier. It's shaky. I, no, I, I, I fly Frontier sometimes. I'll fly Frontier over Spirit, but I'm mainly Southwest gang. I, if you're super loyal and only fly Frontier, it, it, might, it, it probably makes more sense for you, right? But for most, 
I think it's a they're gonna get get in on that six hundred dollars. Forget about it. Pay that two thousand the next year and barely use it in that first year, even at six hundred dollars. Not a buy, in my opinion. Not not a good move. That's my thoughts on the frontier plan there, though. Um, you know, do your own research there. Track how many flights you think you're gonna spend or uh, get a year. There's another Top Cash Tuesday, people. Tune into a couple of the World Cup games. Friday, Black Friday, America versus USA. It's 1776 all over again, baby. Let's go. Let's go, England. And uh, that'll be a really good one. I'm really excited for that game. The U.S. didn't do well in their first game. England did great in their first game. Obviously, different qualities of opponents. The USA played Wales. I actually thought Wales was going to upset them. Um, and And the U.S. dominated the first half of the game and then gave up a stupid penalty kick in the second half. And so it ended up as a tie, 1-1. People hate ties in soccer, man. <laughs> so in the Western world, again, USA, they're like, what are these ties? USA, England, Friday, talk cash or don't speak today. Listen and share with a friend. Go like and subscribe on, um, on all social media, YouTube and such too. Um, I'm doing a Black Friday sale this week. So the shirts that are now available on the website are 10% off. That's not huge, but I'm just getting launched here, people. It's something, right? And I'm going to throw in some stickers. I got some stickers. You can throw them on. People love stickers. I like stickers. You can put them on your laptop. Just place them random places, right? And uh, and spread the word on the talk or Don't Speak movement and community. But I'll throw in some stickers there too. The stickers are going to be on sale for like $2 a pop after Black Friday. Um, after this week. So I'll do it until Cyber Monday. But the code is THX2022. So thanks, THX2022. That'll get you 10% off, stickers included in your order. Get a shirt for yourself, get a shirt for your loved ones, spread the talk, cash or don't speak word. Keep spreading the good gospel. Keep tuning in. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate the support and the listeners. Um, I, I got a lot of really good feedback on the last episode with Sydney Balsamo when we talked about uh, getting out of credit card debt, her story there. If you haven't listened to the last episode, go check out that one. It was a banger. She dropped a lot of good, a lot of good info there on that one. And tune in on YouTube if you want to watch instead of just listening to me. I sit here and I make a lot of hand movements, weird facial expressions. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. You can see what I'm wearing. Go back to listen to the finance and fashion podcast episode two. And then we and then come judge what I'm wearing on these podcasts. It's cold today. I've been like closed off body-wise because I'm cold getting into the winter. I gotta turn up the heat in my office here. But hey, thank you guys for listening. Have a great day. Have a good week. I hope you guys enjoy the World Cup. Hey, stay safe with these layoffs, people. Stay vigilant, keep an eye open. Um, just protect yourself. All right. Peace. <laughs>